Three minutes after 12 is the time. Mystery Hour is upon us. Your weekly opportunity to achieve the sort of satisfaction not ordinarily available anywhere else on your radio dial. I make you two promises this hour. The first is that by one o'clock you will know more than you do now. I promise you that. Uh, You will know more than you do now. It may not be knowledge that proves useful to you. And it's quite unlikely it's knowledge that you'll end up feeling particularly grateful for. But the sum total of your knowledge will increase in the course of the next 55 minutes or so. The other promise is, and I think we've kept this every week in recent memory, you'll have at least one laugh out loud in the course of what follows. I like to think I could make you that promise at the beginning of every hour, maybe even the beginning of every segment, but I can't, so I don't. Mystery Hour, however, is different. The radio equivalent of all... I've just seen the first question. That's why the chuckle just entered into my voice. It's the radio equivalent of all those newspaper features, notes and queries, um, uh, Q&As, where a reader will write in and say, why do we do this? Or, dear sir, what is the origin of the... uh, Where does this come from? When did we start doing that? What happened to uh, the who's, the why's, the when's, the where's, the what's, the withers, and even, dare I say, the occasional wherefore? Whatever your inquiry may be, If it's not boring, and the best way in the first instance to establish whether or not it's boring is to ask yourself realistically how many people will be interested in the answer once you've asked the question. So if your question involves something akin to, just near my house there's a roundabout with five exits and you're not allowed to go down the fifth exit, where does it lead? Don't ring in. If you're going to ask a question which is going to make every single one of us go, oh yeah, yeah, then do ring in. The only other circumstance in which you'll be politely invited to move along and take your business elsewhere is in the event of repetition. And, and that's quite hard to police at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm the only constant on this programme. Uh, even you are not a constant on this programme. You, you you're not that guaranteed to be here uh, from beginning to end, day in, day out. I am, but I'm the only one. Uh, the other three people working on the programme today are all relatively new, so I can't blame anybody else repetition I, I would just ask if if you've got the time and the inclination have a quick look at the website lbc.co.uk where there is a mystery hour archive and also kind of ask yourself honestly whether or not if if if, if something like this has been running for years just ask yourself honestly is, is it really likely that that question won't have been? no don't do that because then, then we'll police out ones that should have been asked but haven't leave it to me i'll take the blame for repetition you take the blame for dullness are we cool good six minutes after 12 is the time you'll only hear me say the number when i have phone lines free oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three i can tell you now that one question currently on the board has already been answered relatively recently sean in wallington goodbye the phrase honeymoon comes from the length of period that you would be able to get off work after getting married and the fact that honey would be involved in your dowry or your marriage gifts. So now you know. Casper's in Bristol. Casper, what would you like to say? Oh, hi. Oh, no, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, back up. I did it wrong. Sorry. I got a bit distracted. Sorry. Casper is in Bristol. Casper, question or answer? Uh, Question, please, James. Carry on, Casper. Um, Do you remember the film Babe the Sheep Pig? Sure do. It's based on a book by the woman who wrote Charlotte's Web. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was quite young when it came out. Am How old are you now? About 32? I am about 32, yeah. Good S- guess. Spooky. Um, <laughs> um, I remember at the time when it came out, my cousin told me yeah. that they didn't use that much CGI. They used a bit for the mouth and yeah. stuff when they were moving. But he said they used about 10 different pigs yeah. to play the part of yeah. Babe. Yeah. And he also told me, perhaps maliciously, Ooh. that uh, at the rap party for the film... They had quite a tasty meal of all the pigs 
that want to play bass. Quite an influential figure in your childhood, your cousin, I sense. Well, uh, quite, yeah, I think he was trying to speak me out a bit. I clearly I was. wasn't that upset. No? So, well, what, uh, you wanted, I, I don't know if I can take two questions. I, I mean, how many pigs did they okay. use in the making of Babe isn't as interesting as whether or not they barbecued them at the end of filming. Oh, no, it's the, it's the barbecue is the question. Did they eat the pigs at the end of filming Babe? Yes. That's a very good okay. question. And, and I'd like to say that, you know, that no harm came to any pigs in the course of this question, but yeah. we don't know till we get the answer, do we? No, yeah, hopefully not. How hopefully. long have you been puzzling over this, Casper? Um, quite recently it came up again, so I think I forgot about it. But, you know uh, the, I don't know yeah. how you would know the answer to this question, but if you do, we need to hear it. Casper, many thanks. Eight minutes after 12 is the time. Remember, the number is the same whether you're ringing in with a question or an answer. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine. Seven three. I had. I've done it again. This is turning into the only question I've ever remembered to ask you is why. Because I, I, I invented mystery. I should be able to get all the. I should be able to ask questions. I should be able to do one week where it's just mysteries I've got. But I can never remember them. It's like I have some sort of mind wipe at twelve o'clock on a Thursday. I've got all these questions bubbling away. I had one on Tuesday, and I, I may even have said on air. I'm going to have to ask you to remind me. There was something earlier this week, and I said, "Oh, I must ask that on mystery." Why is that? I've completely forgotten. The only one I ever remembered was the question about why, if you have to get up every morning, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the minute that your alarm goes off or, or you realise it's time to get up, every single cell in your body is screaming out to stay in bed for another couple of hours, but you can't. Saturday morning, lying in bed, alarm goes off, can't get back to sleep, can't rest. It just absolutely drives me nuts. I know it drives a lot of you nuts as well, because there was a period where every Saturday morning I'd go on Twitter and find a hundred people going, ah, I can't sleep, it's all your fault! And we never really got a satisfactory answer to that either. Jessica's in Lewisham. Jessica, question or answer? It's a question, please. Yours. Hello, I want to know if there's any link between the type of fingerprint you have and your ethnicity. Like, um, everybody has a different fingertip. True. Tip, fingerprint. Yes, that too. But I want to know if there's a type, because you, you get types like swells and and curves. I want to know if there's a link between that and your ethnicity, because I saw it on like a clickbait sort of thing, and I didn't. I don't know if it's trust. I don't know if I can trust that. I, what did it say, the, the clickbait link thing? It basically thing? said, it was like a clickbait thing. It was, um, basically it said that Europeans will most likely have curved fingertips fingerprints swirls and 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 so well, so you there's an yeah. there's an indicator of whether or not the person who's given the fingerprint might be european or caucasian or, or, or could a police officer see a fingerprint and go right he's most likely to be that's Caribbean. a brilliant question that's a really really cool. good question what why was yeah, paid, paid you a lovely compliment you're supposed to go thank you james Oh, did you? The line must have cut I out. Let's, well, we will find out for you. Is there any indicator on fingerprints of ethnicity? Oh, three four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Made a little mistake there. The, the, the author of Charlotte's Web, E. B. White, was a man, not a woman. I just presumed it was a woman because usually initials are a publisher's trick because female authors historically aren't as popular as male authors. So quite often initials denote a, a, a female author made to look like a man, like J.K. Rowling when that book first came out. Obviously. Not Joanne. Uh, there you go. Uh, my apologies. Um, barbecued pigs and fingerprints. Something here for everybody. Steve's in Maidstone. Steve, question or answer? It's a question, please, James. Good morning. Hello. Good Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, my, my question is, before a drummer starts drumming, why do they say one, two, three, four, but before a dancer starts dancing, they say five, six, seven, eight? Well, think about it. Well, I don't know. Well, think That's about it. Phone just think about it. Okay, I'm thinking... Right. Imagine 
a ballroom. Okay. Let us let us imagine Frank Freeman's dance studio that used to be above the brasserie on Lower Mill Street in Kidderminster. All right. That's it's quite. Um, Picture it. The Stones played there back in the day. Zeppelin played there. Everybody played Frank Freeman's. Saturday morning okay. disco competitions was my introduction to them. I was a little young for the for the heyday, but there it is. Okay, live Who band, both, live <laughs> band, Steve, live band present. Right, dancers getting ready to go. Okay. If the dancers go on one, two, three, four, what happens when the drummer calls it in? Okay. Yeah. The dancers start. If they didn't have different time codes to come in on, they'd all start at the same time and you wouldn't have any uh, uh, synchronicity. Um, Stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Um, I haven't got a pipe. I'm not convinced. What? What else could it possibly be? Well, I don't know. This is why I'm, I'm ringing in. <laughs> you eliminate the impossible, whatever you are left with, however unlikely... Must be the answer. That's just, that's Occam's razor in action. It must be that. If it, otherwise, they'd all start dancing at the same time. Or they'd all start, when the drummer starts, the dancers would start. When the dancers start, the drummer would start. It's two different ways. You don't want the drummer and the dancer to start at the same time. You don't want the band and the, and the dancers to start at the same time. So here's a way of ensuring that they can start at different times. No? Why, why do the dancers have to wait for four seconds before they start dancing? The song might be so good that they want to start dancing straight away. In which case, they would do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight at the same time. So the dance master will go five, six, seven, eight, while the drummer is going one, two, three, four. But there aren't in the, I mean, in the in the context of ballroom dancing, there aren't any 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 examples at all of the dancers starting at the same time as the as the band. You've been quite obje- ob- ob- obstreperous, Stephen. Um, Stephen, I feel like I'm getting told off now. Well, I'm you are. You're bit, I mean, I, frankly, I was expecting a thank you, sir, at this point in proceedings, and yet you're still you're still prevaricating. I'm. All right. I, no. I rung in because I don't know the answer. Therefore, I can only accept yours. No, that's not how it works. If you're not sa- if you're not happy with that answer, the customer is always right on mystery hour, and we will put it out for a broader audience. But if I turn out to be right, you're banned for life. You can ring me back, and I will clap you myself. Sir. <laughs> Thirteen minutes after twelve. Why does the drummer go one, two, three, four? Boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka, boom, chicka. While the dancers go five, six, seven, eight, and we're off. I don't know. We'll find out. Aston's in haze. Aston, question or answer? Uh, I've got a question for you, James. Come on, then. Okay, so my question is, how much snow has to fall? Or uh, maybe you can ask the question better. I want to know what makes an avalanche. So, like, if we've had loads of snow, and your car's got loads of snow on it, and it just falls off the window, is that an avalanche? Or if a load of snow falls out of a tree... Is that it, I don't know. Is it, is it is it a meteorological term like storm? I don't know because because I mean you use it as a figure of speech, don't you? You say we've got an avalanche of calls coming into the studio today on, on mystery. Yeah, I guess so, but I'm just using it for. The but you mean officially and in, in a ski resort snow, when ski resort or if it snowed? Yeah, the authorities describe it as an avalanche if what criteria have been met? Exactly. You're on. I like it. You been skiing this year? Uh, no, I've never been skiing in my life. I've been once, 1983. <sighs> never forget it. Absolutely awful. 12.15 is the time. LBC. Minutes after 12. Did they really... It's a, it's a, is it, I hope it's a myth. John's not happy. He's 77 and three quarters, but he points out there may be young ones listening and, and, and you shouldn't really answer the first question, James. John, it's out there now. There's nothing I can do, mate. It's, it's, you know, it's taken on a life of its own. Did they did they really eat the pigs used in the filming of Babe at the rap party at the end of filming? And I owe you an apology. Made a big mistake there. Um, it was not written by E.B. White. 
um, Babe the Sheep Pig was written by Dick King Smith, which hilariously has been asterisked out, such is the nature of our profanity-sensitive software in this, in this studio. Uh, E.B. White wrote Charlotte's Web, so I was wrong on every single level there. I called E.B. White a woman and, and claimed that she had written Pig, Babe the Sheep Pig. I'll shut up next time, shall I? Um, is there any relationship between ethnicity and fingerprints? Does one's fingerprint denote anything, any indicators at all of ethnicity? Uh, why does the drummer count in on one, two, three, four, while the dancers count in on five, six, seven, eight? I've answered that question perfectly, but the questioner wasn't happy, so we've got to pretend <sighs> until someone else answers it. And what criteria have to be met before a snowfall uh, on a hill can be described as an avalanche? Oh three four five six oh six oh. 973 is the number you need to answer any of those questions or indeed to ask one of your own. And I don't think I've got any answers on the board yet, so if you, if you know those, grab them quick. Tom's in Hexham. Tom, question or answer? Uh, question, please, James. Yeah. Why didn't the dinosaurs evolve to be uh, like us, you know, humanoids using tools and uh, being intelligent? What? Why didn't the dinosaurs... No, I heard you. It was more... It wasn't a what as in, please repeat yourself. It was a what the hell are you talking about type what. Why would they? I mean, why haven't cows evolved to use tools? Well, why did we? Why did they? Well, what do you know about evolution, mate? Uh, it's natural selection. It's because it's the more efficient way of surviving. What is? Why, why wasn't it efficient for them to... No, evolve? no, no. What, what, what is the more efficient way of surviving? Well, to use tools, to use... No, no, no. It's a... It depends what creature you are. No. No. It, what happens is a genetic mutation occurs within a species that provides the um, individuals within that species who have that genetic mutation with an evolutionary advantage over the ones who don't. So think of a giraffe. One gets born with a really long neck. It is going to survive and have more babies than all the other giraffes that just look like spotty zebras. So the reason why dinosaurs didn't evolve to use tools is that no dinosaur was ever born with a genetic mutation involving opposable thumbs. Right. But why not? Yeah, for, for the same reason that no human has ever been born with 18 heads, mate. It just didn't happen. But there's no... Yeah, you, 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 can, you can keep coming back on this, Tom, but I have to tell you, you're... The advantage not 18 heads, but yeah. there's been advantages. We have an advantage in, you know... Yeah, okay, then don't, don't use 18 heads. Use enormous ears that would allow us to pick up the, 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 the sound from the other side of, 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 of the building. It's, it's not... It's not Okay, I'll try again, and then I'm going to run out of patience, all right? The mutation, it's a complete fluke whether it provides an advantage or not. So the mutation occurs, it could actually provide a disadvantage, in which case your gene pool, or rather your family tree, is going to come to an end soon. So that would be the, 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 the things that historically involve disabilities. You're less likely to procreate on a grand scale if you have a genetic mutation that, that makes you less attractive to the opposite sex or less likely to survive in... The society you've been born into. Qualification? Well, I, I, I can't answer that without patronising you, Tom. All right. Well, um, it's just, it's, it was an extraordinary long period of time they were alive. I just wondered why. No, you sh you've got to stop All talking right. now, mate. Seriously. All right. All right, Tom. Cheers. Martin's in Eastbourne. Martin, question or answer? Uh, uh, question. I was rude to him, wasn't I? I, I, I hate evolution questions because anybody looking at the history of evolution who thinks they've spotted something that the scientists have missed is by definition daft, but, but that's not Tom's fault. Martin, over to you. Uh, yeah, question, mate. Um, Go on. Does it cost more to produce a penny than it's actually worth? What, what makes you think it might? 
Well, in terms of uh, cost of metal and no, I know, but have you heard? Have you heard that it does, or have you picked up the the, the hint? Because I mean, now I think about it, it seems quite logical, doesn't it? You'd have thought the overheads, especially given that they can't they can't outsource it to the other side of the world. It still goes on in Wales, I think. You, you, you think it is possible that it would cost less than it costs it does, to make? It it, if it does, it makes it worthless. Well, it, it's only worth what we say it's worth. How much does it cost to produce a single penny? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. If you have a useful mate, I'll uh, buy you a pint with all my spare pennies. <laughs> You're on. Um, 23 after 12. Jay's in Croydon. Jay, question or answer? Uh, it's an answer, James. Come on, Jay. Uh, it's uh, to the one, two, three, four with the drummer. Yes. And, uh, well, basically, the drummer, he shouts out one, two, three, four at the tempo he's going to start the tune at. Um, so the rest of the instrument players will know what tempo yep. beats per minute the song is going to be played and putting two and two together all beats working well most modern day music is uh, four beats to a bar and the dancer would just have to catch on to the tail of the rhythm so they catch on on the second or the fourth bar with uh, five, six, seven, eight and then go into it but it's not to do they're just catching the rhythm but the drummer is actually setting the tempo of the song for instance if you hear a slow song the drummer will say one two three four but james brown song or something like that one two three four yeah so they're just setting the pace of the tune and that's the summing up but but the dancers need to have different numbers to use otherwise they'd start dancing when the drummer started counting they're, they're gonna they're gonna start after the musicians and they're catching the five six seven eight is they're catching the last part of the the eight beat or that's what they're working to a different they are working to different numbers but the drummers they will start on the first bar and like yeah, but that's what i said i said because the dancers come in later at the same rhythm as the music they can't use one two three four twice and equally they can't they can't start when the when the music starts yeah yeah i guess so yeah what are your i'm gonna i'm gonna split the round of applause with you what, what are your qualifications uh i'm a music producer any, any anything we'd know uh, not really. I worked uh, with a UK rapper called Maestro and okay. people like that. Yeah. Did you know Steve Davis was a massive techno head? Steve Davis? The snooker player. Oh, no, I didn't know that. No, I've only discovered this today. Honestly, you think you know everything and, uh, about the radio industry. He's got, he's a, he's got his own techno show. He's going to play at the Block Festival. Steve Davis. <laughs> isn't that the, most, isn't that the best thing you've learned all day? Yeah, yeah. It is. I'd love I'm to see him do a DJ and, uh, set. It's as long as I could get back in time for bedtime. All right, right Jay, this is for you. Or, or rather, half and half, because I'm feeling greedy. All right. Good. All right. No, no, nice one. Jim's in Miami. International Mystery Hour. Question or answer, Jim? Hey, James. It's awesome to talk to you. I'm here on the galley on the boat. I work on with my friend Simone. We want to know... Fantastic. Hi, Simone. What, what, when does a religion become a religion where it's able to create animal sacrifice from animal cruelty because what? someone just chopped off a goat's head in Miami and we all thought it was pretty awful and it was a Cuban uh, animal uh, oh voodoo animal sacrifice voodoo. and uh, we just want to know how is that when does a religion become a religion I don't think there is because because we have a problem um, with, with some cults that are actually officially designated as religions i, I think in this country it, it is just a sort of uh, a statute you, you just get afforded charitable status and 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 religious 
status. You, what, the purpose of your question is to ask, if you chop the head off a goat, you'd probably get prosecuted, but if you said you did it for religious reasons, you wouldn't. Is that right? Yes, and, and um, yeah. I don't, okay, I, what, what, I don't think we'll get an answer to that, because it's too transatlantic as well. It might be different rules for decapitating goats in Britain than it is in Miami. I don't know that there'd necessarily be an international code of goat decapitation legislation, Jim. Yeah, goat decapitation legislation. Got, well, yeah, I've got all their albums. Yeah, I, I just, that seems strange. I guess, yeah, your religion's different over there. Well, it is and it isn't, because, see, Scientology, the Church of Scientology, which is a relatively recent invention, um, is an official religion now in this country, so it's covered by some of the legislation we have about incitement to religious hatred and things like that. But I, I, think, I think government just decided, I think it just gets... Oh, fuck, look, well, I don't know why I'm blathering. Uh, will you apologise to Simone for my blathering, please, Jim? Well, we enjoy your blathering. Oh, do you? oh, what a lovely response. Isn't that nice? Okay, well, happy sailings. Bon voyage. I'll try and get an answer to your question. When does a religion become an official religion? Oh, three, four, five, six, oh, six, oh, nine, seven, three. And if you can give us a side order of goat decapitation legislation, then I'll give you the money myself. Keith's in Upminster. Keith, question or answer? I've got an answer to the avalanche question. Good man. Okay, um, an avalanche, well, start off. Avalanches can only happen in mountainous areas, really, hilly or mountainous areas. Yes. Where there's a lot of snow has already fallen on a hill and it might have stuck there for several days or weeks or months. Yes. And then you might get another snowfall and that snowfall will, will set some of the, or it might be rain as well, and it will set off some of the snow that's previously stuck to the snow will then turn into an avalanche. It's like more, more snow falls than, um, more snow comes down the side of the mountain and it's, it's just fallen. It's it's all sort of accumulated and it all... Yeah, but how much needs snowfall. to come down for it to be an avalanche? Yeah, it's not just the, the current snowfall, it's... Yeah, but how much needs to be there? I don't think there's a number so much. Is so it's, it's automatically an avalanche, an avalanche if, if it's settled snow that's rolling down the hill, even if there's not... Yeah, it has to be snow that's previously settled. It's not just the snow that's fallen out the sky it's snow that's been up there for a, yeah but if a i'm at the top of a hill right and it's all covered in snow that's settled and i yeah. get a snowball and just roll it down the hill that's not an avalanche that's right but but no, all the snow that it's all the snow that's gathering on the snowball is 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 settled snow yeah an avalanche is where there's been a lot of snow piled up up on the higher up yeah but how much up, mate how much is an avalanche is it i mean is it an avalanche without us knowing it's an avalanche no, I, th- I think you're missing the point slightly it wouldn't be the first time keith <laughs> the difference is that it's not just the current snow that's falling out. No, I'm not missing that point. I get that point. It's it's settled snow that comes careering yeah. down the hillside. But how much settled snow? Could you call it an avalanche if it was just six flakes? No. no well, how many? 12, 14, 6 million? How many flakes makes an avalanche? It needs to be some, enough to cause significant damage, like knocking over a few trees or... No, see, now, now you're missing the point. I'm looking for specifics here, not just sort of vague descriptions of knocking over a few trees. How many trees? Eleven trees? What if there's no trees? Is it still an avalanche? What if there's nothing to be knocked down but there's loads of snow? I don't know, more than one lesson, Ted, I am going to give you a round of applause for being a good sport, Keith. Thank you. And also because I'm feeling guilty about monstering a couple of previous callers. That's my, that's my desperate and probably failed attempt to claw back a little bit of kindness credibility. Time now is half past twelve. Eleanor Noakes is here with the headlines. Gower with James O'Brien on LBC. 
It's 26 minutes to one, and you are listening to Mystery Hour on LBC. I have phone lines free. Um, first time since about five minutes after 12. If you've got a question that needs answering, or if you can answer any of the questions still in need of answers, I'll remind you what they are in just a moment. Then call me now, 0345 973 is the number that you need. Some very important business to deal with first. Angie Smith has emailed me to say, Dear James, can you please say hello to Shell? She loves Mystery Hour, and I said I would try and get her a mention. Thanks, we love LBC. Absolutely not, no. What do you think this is? Some sort of backwater local radio joke? I do not do that sort of thing. (sighs) Hi, Shell. Um, Do you know whether or not it's true that they ate all the pigs used in the filming of Babe at the end of filming party. Is there any relationship... And and you can answer no to this question, remember, if you're a fingerprint expert. Ethnicity um, can be... You can get an indicator of ethnicity simply from looking at a fingerprint. Is that true? What criteria have to be met for a snow... What's it called? Like, I don't know. For an avalanche to be an avalanche. When you've got settled snow coming down a hillside, when does it become an avalanche? It can't be an avalanche when there's just a little bit of it, can it? I don't know whether or not we'll get an answer to that. And does it cost more to produce a penny? Does it cost more than a penny to produce a penny? How much does it cost to produce a single penny piece? And um, official religion. When does a religion become official? That's a great question from Miami, but I I don't know. Jim and Simone are going to be left disappointed. I don't know that we're going to get an answer to it. There's a great Mark Twain line, though, to continue the American theme. A couple of you have reminded me of. I think it was Mark Twain who said, religion was invented when the first con man met the first fool. Not something I necessarily agree with. Well, it isn't something I agree with, is it? But it's a great line. Uh, Tim is in Birmingham. Tim, question or answer? Question. Go on. Um, since the uh, introduction of same-sex marriage, have they updated that table yet? I think it's in the Book of Common Prayer that says you can... You can't marry your mother's sister or you can't, can't marry your mother and so on and so forth to account for uh, same-sex uh, unions. I don't think they have to. Well, it's not in terms of the procreation. But no, no, no. It tells, it, tell, it tells you who can't. It tells you who you can't marry. It, it, never, it, never, it never dealt with um, same-sex. There's, there's no instruction not to marry another man. The, the Old Testament tells you not... The, the, the variations of the like, so I can't marry my brother or my uncle. I'm just wondering whether they add further categories. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, no, I don't, I, I don't, oh, crikey. Is this a good question or a weird one? What do you think, Tim? Um, it'll be about 50-50, I'd say. Well, I'm leaning 60-40 weird to good. Okay. Why do you want to know? Um... Well, it's nothing to do with feeling tumescent when I think about my brother, but it's more to do with... Um, yeah, it's definitely weird. Go on. No, no, no. All right. Stay with me. All right. Because they're, they're talking standardising when Easter falls, aren't they? So the reading material that you'd have available when you're listening to an internal sermon is going to be much diminished. So if there's new additions to that kind of, of uh, who you can and can't marry... It may make this thing go a, a bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the problem with that answer is that if, if you're in the business of reading the Book of Common Prayer, you, you could probably have w- found out for yourself. I guess, but I don't have one to hand. And I what? What sort, of, what sort, of, a, what sort of a heathen are you? So I, I don't know whether... I mean, it seems unlikely to me that they've felt any need to adapt the Book of Common Prayer to remind you that you shouldn't marry your brother in the context of a post-equal marriage universe. But if somebody wants to answer that, then I shall welcome them aboard with glee. 12.38 is the time. I want the answer to the penny. How much does it cost to produce a single penny? And the fingerprints and ethnicity. Uh, first, though, Zach's in Minneapolis. Good Lord, we are transatlantic today. Question or answer, Zach? Question for you, James. Yes. 
Um, I'd like to know, at the end of, you know, a lot of commercials, there's terms and conditions guy yes. who speaks really fast. Yes. I'd like to know, are there people that actually need to speak that fast, or do they just record it at normal speed and speed it up when they run the commercial? I think a bit of both is the answer. You do it as fast as you can, but they can speed it up even more. I, I'm about to make my debut as, a, as, a, as an audio book artiste, so I, 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 that, that's not really a qualification at all, is it? That's just a boast. <laughs> but I, I do know that, 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 that you, do, you say it as fast as you can, because I've got friends that have recorded adverts, and sometimes it is even faster, because a friend said, I think it's even faster than I did it, and he checked, and it was. All right, I'll take it. That's a good answer, isn't it? Qualifications. Yeah, for qualifications. My mate's done voiceovers. <laughs> that, I'll, I'll tell you who it thing. was. I'll tell you who it was. But I'd be adding a name drop to the boast, and that's not a good look. Yeah, that, that's not. That's not good form. You're on, Zach. Thank you. Thanks. Twelve thirty-nine is the time. Tom's in Sutton. Tom, question or answer? Yeah, that's not. Yeah, you need to turn the radio. Oh, I can't, how, I've never been in a bad mood on Mystery Hour before. This is outrageous. I do apologise. Mugay's in North, Indi North India. What's going on, Mugay? Question or answer? Uh, it's a question, James. Whereabouts in North India are you? I think we need to be a bit more sp specific. Um, it's Kashmir. It's the topmost part of India, extreme north. Is 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 Mystery Hour big in Kashmir at the moment? I can assure you it's not. I think I might be the only one who listens to you here. I didn't want an honest answer. I thought we were going to do a little bit of comedy there, a little bit of banter. I didn't expect you to say I'm the only person that's ever heard of you. I knew that, but I didn't need it spelling out in quite such bold terms, Mugay. Question or answer? <laughs> well, it's a question. You know when uh, someone say someone blackmails me, why do they use the word blackmail? I mean, what's the origin of that word? Oh, I knew this. I'm sure I knew this. Isn't isn't it because the letter I would send to your wife to tell her that you and I were having a passionate affair would be male in in context of the royal mail, but it would be black in the context of the mood that it delivered? No, I don't, I, I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? You're the only it's mystery hour fan in Kashmir. You can't doubt me now, Mugay. Uh, well, I, I mean, all the, what's the, I mean, how, are you, def, are you going definitive? What are you no, going I'm not going definitive, because I've got another, I, I th I've got another flipping idea banging around in the back of my head that has something to do with mail being tax, and blackmail was like, you pay protection money to people not to beat you up, that was a form of blackmail, and a, 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 a Scottish Highlands or something, no? No, why do you want to know? Are you, a, are, you, are you being blackmailed? Do you want to tell me? You can tell me. Um, no, 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 not right now, but, um... Uh, I had when I started listening to Mystery Hours about a month ago. Yes, and I thought, well, I should ring in with some questions. So I was, I was, um, you know, exploring my mysteries in my head, that's and suddenly this question popped up. That's what we do. That's so it. That's how Mystery Hour works. It broadens our intellectual horizons and increases our sum total exactly. of human knowledge. So, if you've been listening for a month, why haven't you told any of your mates about us yet? Well, I have told a few, and I'm hoping they'll start, because they don't listen to live radio, because you have to download the app, and it seems like a hassle, so I recommend it to, you know, the podcast, because yes. it seems the easier way. Yes. So, well, well, I'm, I'm hoping you have more fans very soon. I, I want to become very big in India by, by, by Christmas of this year, so thank you for starting the ball rolling. 12.42 is the time. Are we going to give Tom another go? I hated this question the first time around. Are you sure you want to do this? Okay, Tom's in Sutton. Question or answer, Tom? Uh, answer. Go on. 
Um, just to answer to the dinosaur question, is, I'm a different Tom to the Tom that rang before, I think. No, well, I hope so. Yes, go on, well, carry no, on. I, <laughs> I think you are. You think you're a different Tom, but it's having an identity <laughs> crisis. Go on, then. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought I'd answered the question of why dinosaurs didn't evolve. There is one addition you could provide to my answer. What is it? But, hey, the question is about using tools. Well, How do you know that dinosaurs didn't use tools, yeah. like sticks or anything to, I don't know. Yeah, that's not an answer, is it, Tom? That's a question. I suppose it is, but yeah. it's sort of... Well, no, there's no uh, but yeah, after that. Goes... It's not... And yeah, I just, I've got a sixth sense at the moment on this. It's, it's not an answer. It's a question. How do we know that dinosaurs didn't use tools? It's not an answer in any any but conceivable universe. It was... It was The question was, how did dinosaurs... Why did dinosaurs not evolve to use tools? That was an but example sense, of... Maybe, that was an example of they, evolutionary advantage that they might have... Maybe they uh, did evolve to use things which we wouldn't think of as tools like we think of maybe i don't know a power drill or a spade or something like that whereas a dinosaur might have used a twig or a bit of branch of something or something so, else do you know what i owe you and it's actually a no it's actually a brilliant point that not not at all not at all the nonsense that i originally suggested i think we all needed reminding that dinosaurs didn't use power tools russell is in catford russell question or answer answer james carry on russell uh, an avalanche is an action. It's uh, a, a layer of snow sliding down uh, another layer of snow. So it doesn't matter about the quantity. It's the action that creates. Oh, come here. Russell, come here, come here, come here, come here. Can, can we have a hug? Is that all right? You're comfortable? Oh, man, can we? You're comfortable oh, with that? Carl oh, Russell, mate, you've restored my faith in mystery, our man. That's just, that's a beautiful answer. Oh, it's, fantastic. It's a description. So you could have an avalanche in a laboratory. You could do. You could create the um, same conditions, yeah. <sighs> Qualifications? Uh, I did uh, a bit of an outside survival course up in the Cairngorms uh, a few years back. Shut the front door. You're Bear Grylls of Catford. I wish I was. I'm not. <laughs> that's a lovely answer, and it's aren't you this? Thank you, James. There's a description of the... That's it. That's why I kept asking how much snow, how much snow, because if, 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 if the answer involved a quantity of snow, it wouldn't... If it's not. It's just a description of the physical circumstance, so you could recreate it in a laboratory. Beautiful, beautiful answer. Uh, Richard is in Rickmansworth. I won't do that. Hello, James. Uh, carry on, Richard. Question or answer? It's a question. Carry on. If a person is deaf in one ear, are they able to hear stereophonic sounds? So stereo. Can they hear stereo? If you've got one ear. No. Well, you've only got one ear. Or you're just deaf in the other if, one. If, if, you can, if you're deaf, yeah. If you're deaf... If you're deaf in one ear, can you hear stereo sounds? No, can you, you can't. Of course can you can't. It's mono. It's the definition of mono. Oh, what, the actual recipient is mono, right, okay. Yeah. There's no way you can hear, you can, there's no way you can hear stereo if you've only got one headphone on. It's mono. Oh, I see, oh, I see, right, yeah, that was a good answer, actually, yeah. yeah cheers. Yeah, ask, of course, if you got, cheers. Oh, no, hang on, you've got to ask me what my qualifications, you've got to ask me what my qualifications are. Yes, what are your qualifications? Broadcasting though? legend! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> cheers, Richard. Thanks for laughing. <laughs> Carry on, it's 12.45. From the LBC Travel Centre, good afternoon, I'm Jay Louise. 12.49, do you remember Jim with a question about religion and the goat? And, and, and Simone, who he was with at the time. Simone's just tweeted a view from the boat that they're on in Miami. Do not go to my Twitter feed. Unless, actually, we've had a couple of international calls. Interna Mystery is going international now. I blame British Airways. We are... You don't, do not go to my Twitter feed to see the picture that Jim and, uh, the, the view that Jim and Simone are currently enjoying, because you will just die of envy. I, I just did, metaphorically speaking. Man, that looks good. 
12.50 is the time. I need answers. I need answers. I do. I need them. Otherwise, we're going to end Mystery Hour this week with a, with a paucity of answers that we haven't seen for months. Um, origin of the phrase blackmail. Come on, you can do that one. Come on. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. What point does, does a belief system become a religion? So if I, if I now started the Church of Jim, I've talked about this in the past. I think that's, that's what I'm going to do after radio. I'm going to start a cult. Um, Church of Jim, at what point does it become an official religion? Do you know? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Did they really eat all the pigs used in the filming of Babe at the end of the filming of Babe? Someone must know that, mustn't they? And does your fingerprint denote any indicator at all of your ethnicity? And I stress again, if the answer to that is no, that counts as well. I'd also like to know how much it costs to produce a single penny. And the reason I've reiterated all of these questions is that I have phone lines free and I need answers. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three is a number to call. Can we get rid of Andy and Kilkenny? Why don't people use mothballs anymore? Ask them. Matt's in Fetchum. Matt, question or answer? It's uh, contention, I'm oh, afraid. Oh, no. Man, alive. I've just got my mojo back. My mood's just been restored by the brilliant avalanche question, and now you're launching a steward's inquiry. I bet it's on something I answered as well. <laughs> man, I'm so nervous. Come on, don't be. I've got to do it. Sorry, come, mate. Come on, Matt. Go go for it. Come on, mate. I've got your back. Right. You're sitting on the uh, sofa watching a film. Yeah. Bedford one ear. Yeah? Mm. 5.1 speaker system all around you. Yeah. A dialogue between two people, one's coming out the left speaker, one the other person speaking's coming out the right speaker. Yeah. Stereo signal. It's not, a stereo, it's not, it's not a stereo signal, mate. It's a, it what, might become what's what? coming out of the speakers is stereo, but what's going into your brain is mono, because it's only going in through one ear. No, it's a stereo signal. You said, just said it yourself, it's a stereo signal. No, no, the question was, can you hear stereo when you've only got one ear? The answer is no. There's still stereo in the room, mate. You can't hear it. If you're deaf in both ears, you can't hear anything. Yeah, but you can hear the stereo signal through one ear. No, you can't. You can yes, only you hear can. in mono. Rubbish. Whoa. You're stereo, you're, Whoa. You're you just rubbished me. I thought you were nervous. 40 seconds it took you to go from nervous to insulting me on my own show. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's all right. Medication. Yeah, back in your box. <laughs> de you're definitely wrong, though. No way, because you've got your got information coming through the left and right uh, channels. You can't hear it in stereo. You are, well, yes, physiologically speaking. That's not what the question was about. The question no, was about physiologically speaking, rubbish he boy. Didn't. He didn't. He said, can you hear stereo through one ear? And I said, yes, you can. You can't. You can't. You're not listening in stereo, but you're hearing the stereo signal. Okay. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to string you along for a bit until we can get Scott in Southend on the line. He's pulling over. <laughs> Is Scott in Southend going to rubbish Matt? Scott in Southend, are you there? Scott. No. Scott. Hello. Hello. Hey. Qu question or answer? Picture and answer. Carry on. Picture and answer about your question about being deaf. I'm, I'm deaf in one ear. Yes. I've been deaf in one ear since I was born. Yes. Um, and I can definitely hear stereo. Oh, no. This has gone appallingly badly. <laughs> How do you know you can hear stereo? Because you've never, with the greatest of respect, you've never... a hi-fi on or something like that, and I can, there's like a mono button or a stereo button, I can tell the difference. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. And I've been deaf since I was born, so I've got no knowledge of what it's like just having both ears. You can tell the difference, but you, you're not hearing what I hear with... T you're not hearing what people with two ears hear in one ear. Yeah, sorry, Jeff, you can't actually comment. 
Yeah, I can, I can hear, I can hear crystal clear, perfect stereo. Completely owned on my own show. This is awful. This is the worst mystery hour ever. How do you know? How do you know? Shut up. How do you know though? You're listening in stereo. If you only, if you can only listen to it mono. Because I can tell the difference. I can tell the difference between mono and stereo. Mono's got a really flat sound, and stereo's got a really vibrant. Yeah, the sound, and I can tell where stereo is coming from. Even just in in one ear, I can tell if the sound's coming from. I the still don't think you can. Well, I'm arguing with a bloke who's deaf in one ear about what he can hear. Who, do, who the hell do I think I, I, I am? Arguing, I was arguing against myself, James. Yeah, I know, mate. I like that. I, I like that. You've gone from ner- you've gone from nervous to taking over the show in the space of two and a half minutes. Now it's absolutely unbelievable. All right, Scott. Before you go, where do you? Scott, where do you stand on Oxo cubes? <laughs> you weren't listening to the last no, hour, were you? Good. Right, give everyone a round of applause except me. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Don't ever, don't ever put on a bloke who's deaf in one ear to correct me on what it's like to be deaf in one ear. Seriously, this is it's a very bad road to go down. Tim's in Wimbledon. Tim, question or answer? No, oh, all right. Be like that. Dwayne's in Richmond. Dwayne, question or answer? Uh, quick question, James. Oh, you'll uh, be lucky. It's twelve fifty-five. I know, motoring is, is not your favourite, but this costs you money. Go on, then. Fuel is charged at an illegal price, 0.9. Every time you fill up with five litres of fuel... Why is that illegal? Something. Well, because it doesn't exist, does it? Well, it's not illegal. You mean it's not... You, you, you couldn't buy an well, individual... I, oh. I can't charge you 9.5p anymore. You, you can if you're charging me for two units of what you're selling at 9.5p. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But when you pay for five litres, or 15 litres, or 25 litres, it's all coming up to 0.45. But this at the petrol station, you get charged an extra penny. No, mate, this is, you, you shouldn't be doing this, Dwayne. There's nearly 700,000 people listening to this. Yes, and there's probably 20 million motorists giving the petrol stations an extra half P. Yeah, none of whom day. find this conversation interesting. Fine. Don't you? I mean, seriously... You see why we don't do motoring? It's just an illegal price. It's, it's like this is why we don't do motoring. So what would you? What would you rather do? What would I rather do? Yeah. How, how do you think they should do it instead? Just a fixed price, one one ten instead of one oh nine point nine. So you want to pay more? Yeah. Or they can drop it. Be generous. Yeah. Give him a round of applause for being a good sport. I suppose it's important to remind ourselves occasionally why motoring questions have been banned from Mystery Hour since its inception. Tim's in Wimbledon. Last chance, Tim. Question or answer? I've got... Here, here, here. Jokes. I've got an answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very funny. Get on with it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's average, average show jokes. Average. <laughs> it's 17th time caller, Tim. 17th time caller. Go on. Uh, even uh, is the answer to the, uh, what's a penny worth? Yeah. Okay. You can't say what an individual penny is quantifiably worth, but the only coin that has more value than its face value is a two p piece because it has more than two p worth of copper in it. So a penny is what? So no, because the manufacturing process has not been taken into account under your thesis. Uh, it does because it depends how many you're you're you're, you're producing. So how many pennies does it cost to produce a penny? <laughs> less than a penny to produce. You a don't penny know that. You don't know that. I do know. You no, know, you don't know that. You know, it's got less than one pence worth of copper in it, but the production process could have doubled the value of that coin. James, James, Tim, Tim, did you take 
an argument pill this morning or something. I take an argument <laughs> pill every morning, Tim. Have you forgotten you, who you're talking to? Yeah, but you... No, but you're going what? off the scale today. I am not, thing. mate. I dare you. Anyhow, that's a foul of... That's a slur. Ask me, ask me what my qualifications... What are your qualifications? I have a PhD in almond growing. <laughs> I'm the nutty professor. <laughs> this is... This is just... This is... Uh, this is... This is lurching. No, be quiet now. Everybody else, be quiet. I'm just going to talk to myself for the last 40 seconds of the programme, because that's just... A... Paul's in Lewisham. Question or answer, Paul? Answer to the religion, Mum. Yeah, go on, quickly. I believe it's 250,000 for it to be recognised as a religion. It goes back to the cen- census form. Oh, well uh, Which we get sent sent out, and I think there was more than 250,000 uh, Jedi Knights on um, people who claimed that that was their religion. So if they all cite that as their faith, it gets afforded official religious status. Yep. Whether you're right or wrong, yep. you deserve a round of applause. The force is strong in this one. Um, and, oh, no, Havos got the answer to the blackmail question, but we haven't got time to hear it. Never mind. That was fun. Um, we'll do it again tomorrow from 10. You've been listening to James O'Brien on LBC. The next voice you will hear belongs to Sheila Fogarty. Thanks, James.